0: Celtic hit a six. Our own special guest Chris Sutton loves his cricket, but the six that was hit was knocked out of the park by Celtic as they got their Champions League campaign underway with a comfortable victory over KR Reykjavik. Neil and his team returned from their short layoff caused by the folly of the Bally Ball and Golly Jolly to route the Icelandic team and progressed to the next stage. So, on the podcast this week, we'll discuss that comeback success, the performances within it, And the situation going forward as Celtic now look ahead to a return to domestic business at Tanadice on Saturday when they head north to face Dundee United. Record Sports' very own former Celtic hero Chris Sutton has the pads on to open the batting and joining him at the crease is Record Sports' very own non-former Celtic hero Michael Gann. Lads, I've absolutely no idea what's going on with these cricket puns, so I'm going to need you to help me out.
1: Uh, Michael, Chris, good morning, how are you? I'm, I'm slightly stunned listening to all that garbage you just spilled off there about cricket. You know nothing about cricket up there. No, he's, on that, a, he's, on a,
2: he's on a sticky wicket, Chris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: you no balls there, Swanny. I and mean, the umpire just
0: raised his finger
2: and said, Michael, back to the dressing <laughs>
1: room already. Straight back to the pavilion. Pavilion, right. yeah, not dressing room. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: Right, let's stick. let's stick to what we know. Celtic back to business on Tuesday night against KR Reykjavik, first round of the Champions League. And Chris, it was a comfortable win. Um, a lot of people expected that to be the case. What did you make of the performance?
1: Um, I, I'm not one to get too excited. I thought it was, no, it you was extremely <laughs> comfortable. Uh, look, I mean, you never know with the, these type of games. We spoke about the importance of home advantage. I, uh, I thought Celtic were very, very good, but that's not uh, not to say that Reykjavik were were absolutely hopeless. That. What what I did expect from uh, from Reykjavik is their fitness levels to be up there and to match Celtic in that respect, and they certainly didn't do that. But it, it's, it's quite a dangerous game, that for Celtic, in many respects, um, because it was the same against Hamilton in the fact that it was an easy victory, very comfortable victory. They knocked the ball around well. They played some nice stuff, but under no real pressure. And then all of a sudden, come next Wednesday, uh, that will be Joe Gardens or um and it will be a much tougher test where they may not get the time on the ball, and uh, it, it, you know they'll be put under under far more pressure. And, and even the game at the weekend um, up at Tanadice, Dundee United, you know they'll, they'll have a tougher test there. So it's one of those. It, it's a, it's a big tick. It's a well played, but uh, but. It, it, Celtic don't want to sort of be in a position where they're coasting and taking things a little bit too easy and then a Champions League qualifier comes around and uh, and, and they're just off the pace for 20 minutes.
0: Michael, Chris is obviously correct on that score, um, but if, in terms of old adages, hiding to nothing would, would, would fit the bill for what Celtic faced on Tuesday night. They really is, is it fair to say they couldn't really have done any more?
2: No, listen. I think it was job done. Um, listen, this first qualifying round is about as close to a friendly match as you can get. Yeah, I know. a I know. A lot of people are saying it's sticky and all that stuff, and it's it's tough. But, oh. but it, it's well, what about
1: Red Imps, Mike?
2: Well, that, listen, Red Imps was a was a freak result. I that, it freak was that night. Freak results happen, Mike.
1: They do. I do. They
2: do. But well, no, don't, Chris, because looking back, the last, since this Champions route came in, Celtic have won five 0 five 0 six 0 six nil, 3-1 against Red Imps. Five
1: nil and six You can have have all your lists of prep, Mick, but in a one-off game, in a one-off game, it makes it different this uh, season. Well, well, what? Well, was it did Newland play strongest team last night? Well, he did. Well, what's your point? Well, so he
2: used it as a friendly. Played Bitorne at centre half to give him game time. He played Hamid back in the team to give him game time. Made changes it, in the second half. Of it year, was guys from the beach last, yeah, but they were so well up by favorite. then. It was it was an extremely yeah. strong team, Mick. Listen, I think that should be spot on. I think they started great, which got the it set the foundation to make it a very easy night. I think that the start was key. I think getting that early goal completely ended the tie within five minutes. And I think I used it as an exercise to get fitness back after ten days of inactivity early in the season. It was job done.
1: on to greater challenges next week. I think that's the well, way it's viewed. Well, Sorry, we can could... I just say, if if I was a Celtic player who played last night and I played in these games, and and you win comfortably, I wouldn't I wouldn't be getting excited. I I would be thinking, you know, we 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 really need to be careful here. We really need to be switched on and 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 forget about that. That was that was too easy. We need to be at it in terms of our intensity every week. And in fairness, over the last few seasons, the likes of Brown and Forrest and McGregor. have have dragged the the team through and they've had a good attitude, but still doesn't detract that, you know, this is a a new season and there'll be dangerous games to come.
0: Well, we're off to a flyer. If anyone heard Gordon Strachan and John Hartson going at each other on the TV on Tuesday night, you two make them sound like Jack and Victor. (laughs) Um, what, what
1: What a petty argument that was as well, wasn't it? They were both wrong. (laughs) <laughs> because he, he can, he can. Who who cares whether he's better as a nine or as a ten us, or as a nine wrong, and a half? Tell us why they're both wrong, Chris. Tell us why they're well, both wrong. Because he because he's good all round. He can play both positions and he can play both positions extremely well. That's what makes him such a valuable asset. So who cares? Why why pigeonhole him? He's a nine or he's a ten. You don't have to do that. You can just hold your hand up and say he's a brilliant all round footballer. Just as Henrik Larsson was, you know, you you wouldn't be having arguments about you know, Henrik Larsson. What was his best position? He could play in all positions and play them all well. So, is that not an asset? Why have an argument over that?
2: Uh, Michael, Michael, it was a... I don't disagree. Uh-huh. I think. Um. I don't think. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I hate. I, listen. I hate this modern think way of um, pigeonholing players with numbers. Oh, he's a mm. six, eight. He's a ten. He's a seven. I i Ben just talking about seven and a half and eleven and a half. My head nearly exploded. Um, he's, a, he's, an attack, he's an attacker. He's a bit like. I think he's a bit like. I think you look at his game. It reminds me a wee bit, I'm not saying he's at the same level, but see the role that. See, like Terry Henry he used to play up front and he would drift at that kind of outside the left kind of area and face the goals. And I think he I think obviously when look, he looked at that he can do that, he can drop deep, he can spin, he can play his face to go or back. A modern strikers, I think, that make all all don't modern yeah. strikers
0: do that. They don't, they don't just hover around the box now. That's not what they do. No. They'll, they'll I think he's
1: really genius. Sports. He drops that, wee, can, that wee can, can, I, left, can I, just stop you there? With the, with the modern strikers, do that? Were there not well, they not strikers years ago who, well, who, who were adaptable.
2: Oh, Terry on twenty years ago, that's what I've mentioned. There, I think he plays yeah. that kind of role. Yeah, um, but all this, all this modern stuff.
0: Yeah, I find I was, Chris,
2: I find the majority you know, of
0: them played in twos, didn't they? You, like in your yeah, back in your minute. day they played in twos, so one, well, I, one, what, one what would do come in. What in your day? Back
1: when the day? Your day? Back, when the reels, with... back when the games were being shot by reel <laughs> and, and and do you think do you think that back in my day, uh, the ancient <laughs> days, that <Yeah>. players didn't <laughs> drop into the hole and get on the half turn and slide passes? I mean, come on. What's after this pod? <laughs> Modern football. Wow.
0: Well, you, don't, you don't see as many out-and-out out number names these days, do you? Cross.
1: Um, but but players are still intelligent, or players are intelligent. Odson Edwards is, is, is intelligent. That is the whole. You know point. him, do He he can play. He can play up against centre centre backs. He can hold the ball in. He can run a channel. He can drop in, he can see a pass, he can slide a pass. Why do we have these stupid arguments about whether he's a, a 9 or a 10? Is the argument just not, or there is no argument, he's just a good all-round footballer, which is why Celtic value him so high and we all value him so high?
0: Those, are comments. Those are comments which could also apply, I suppose, to Mohamed El-Yanissi, Um. People aren't sure whether he whether he's better as a ten, whether he plays left, whether he plays up. He, can do he <laughs>
2: He's a very modern. He's a very modern player
0: this I, was, I was just going to say though, that's the thing. that comes back to Chris's point and your point, Michael, that he's, he's just an attacking player. He can play anywhere across the front, half, you know, that that side of the pitch and, and be dangerous and have an effect. And I know he wasn't up against much on Tuesday night, but were there signs from him that? He's getting to top speed already, having needed a few games last season to get to get going into his full flow.
1: Is that for me or for Mick? I thought that was for Mick.
0: I just oh, threw it up in the air for anyone of you. I thought you it was for the,
1: for, the, for the modern journalist. I thought you liked I, I attacking the ball. Please. I thought I you liked attacking my, the please. ball, Chris. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I think, he. I'm, again, I'm not I'm not going to get really excited about the way he played last night. You're, um, about, you're but, in a mood not to get very excited about a lot, Chris, <laughs> it would appear. <laughs> No, he did. He did well. He played well. Um, but they were a poor side. Um, you know, there were signs last season that, that it, it hit really good form, and he's an intelligent footballer. It's all, it's all about his fitness level, isn't it, really? And if he gets his fitness levels up, I think the Celtic have got a really good player on their hands who will have a huge influence this season. He has a good relationship, a good understanding um, with Odson Edward, uh, and that's important. But. I'd just like to see him be more consistent and perform at that level over a sustained period.
0: Michael, one thing he does seem to do is add a good share of goals. Celtic have always had that great ability in recent se- seasons to spread the goals around. Again, it was the case on, on Tuesday night against Reykjavik. They, they managed to share the load, And, and El she looks the type who, if he can get a full... Uninterrupted season in terms of injury under his belt, he could be what 10, 15, 20 a season. Man, can you That's, see him being as, as prolific as that?
2: I do. Have you got, a, he, have you got his list, mate? I think <laughs> uh, I've got I've got it somewhere. Um, I think I think he's a shout for player of the year this year. That's what I, I wrote the start <laughs> oh, of the season. Seriously, if you look at <laughs> Wait, three or four years ago. In. Right. No, I know. I said before the season he was my tip for Player of the Year. I think I nothing think wrong he's with a man be... putting his neck on
1: the line. Chris. No, he's, nothing he's, wrong with that. He scores a, a couple man. of goals against Reykjavik in the, in the first round qualifier. He's Player of no, the like Season. hold, Michael I hold Michael
0: on, Michael does not sit on the fence like hold
2: you. On. Let me let me qualify this. This is what I wrote before the season started. I was asked for a tip <laughs> on who I think would be Player of the Season. I think it would be El I think he's got all the tools. I think he was miles above that level last night. I think he looks he looked, looked to part against all right part timers, but I think he's got all the tools to be a real key man this year. I think um, looking back, I think he brings the same kind of qualities that Scott Sinclair brought back his, his first season at Celtic before he kind of um kind of off the boil. Um, he can uh, he can go wide, he can he can cut in, he can I think he can provide goals, he can score goals. I think he's going to be a, a, a real. If he stays fit, he's got to stay fit because um, we've only got glimpses last season but I think he keeps a, 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 a clear runner path fitness wise I think he'll be um, huge for something this year I think he'll be a top player
0: You've got cardboard cutouts of your television colleagues beside you Chris because you've certainly got that argumentative head on today <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's modern, modern journalism isn't it Modern journalism <laughs> Myself and Michael wouldn't know what that is I don't know because as <laughs> <just> modern journalism <laughs> Go on early there Mick I like that though Hell you see Player of the Year. Yeah, that's my tip for Player of the Year. Yeah.
0: Following good. that bold shout by Michael. Um you Michael, just you yourself touched on changes that Neil Lennon made defensively for the game. Um I just wondered what you guys <laughs> thought regarding the those changes and those alterations that were made because a lot was was made in the defending in the first two premiership games. Uh, Christopher Fryer and Christopher Julian gave up chances to Hamilton and Kilmarnock. Would you guys say that the choices made by Neil Lennon on Tuesday night were something of a warning shot across the bows of Chris Iyer, who was, who was left out in place of Beaton? There's also talk of a new defender arriving at the club, or was it yeah. just a chance to get some game time into the
1: legs of some boys who haven't played? I think uh, I don't think it was a warning shot to, to Christopher Iyer at all. I think that it was just... A near beat on getting getting game time as simple as that, really. I think Celtic do need another centre half in. I mean, there's this this link with um, with Shane Duffy, who I do think would be uh, a good signing for Celtic if that does happen. Uh, he's a defender who really loves defending, and that seems to be a dying art in the modern game. Is I that an old style? To, is that an old I style can, defender? Someone if, that if defends, Chris? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, I think, in many respects, that's what um, Celtic have missed. Someone who loves uh, attacking the ball, heading the ball, and yeah, I, I do think Celtic. And this, this is this is only an early observation. I may have gone too early. After I often do, but I do think Celtic um, from cross balls may have issues this season. I thought. I just wondered last night whether El Hamid who I like very, very much. I actually think he played very, very well last season. The issue with him is keeping him fit, and I think that's something that Neil will, will certainly be monitoring. But uh, I, I, every time he's put on a, a, a Celtic jersey, I, I, I do think he's performed very, very well. Defensively, he, he's good. Is he as good as Frimpong going forward? Maybe not, but, I, but he's not bad as well. You know, I think he's okay. Uh, going forward, uh, and I think Neil was was maybe thinking about set pieces last night and, and size. and, and El Hamid uh, has that physicality as well, doesn't he? But it's it's an area which certainly, you know, going into next week's qualifiers and beyond, if if, if that happens, which uh, which I think Celtic have a vulnerability from and uh, uh, cross balls and corners. I still don't like the setup from corners. It's man for man, nobody on the posts. And that does worry me. You know, you're very reliant on, on individuals uh, and, and those individual duels players winning the first ball. And I don't know whether Celtic have enough good players aerially to, to defend as strongly as they should from set pieces.
0: Michael, modern fullbacks like to get forward. You had <laughs> the right back crossing for the left back to score against Reykjavik but as Chris says does that exploit some openings or does that leave openings at the back for other teams to exploit I should say um, and is that just the way Celtic are going to play regardless of who plays at full back whether, whether it is Frimpong or Mohamed or, or
2: Taylor is that just the way they, that they line up no I think you can, I think it just depends on the position I mean I think you are not going to get hurt too badly with teams like Reykjavik but, was, that just uh, the
0: case uh, on, was that just the case on Wednesday night Michael similar to the Hamilton match for example that yeah, Celtic had so much in the ball that the full-backs just disappeared without real fear of what was going to happen if, if the ball.
2: Yeah, was that's, you know, that, that's what you get. But you've got you got insurance policy. I mean, I mean Scott Brown can sit deep as well and cover cover his defence as well when he's kind of attack. So I think they've got they've got cover. I think what you might find in European games as the, as the run goes on, um, hopefully beyond this this next phase again, is that uh, I think El is, is is stronger defensively than Frimpong. I like Pong going forward. He's, he's dangerous. He's exciting. I think El you know, Hamid yeah. has got be a bit more steel um, at the back, so I think he'll be the, he'll be the kind of man for, for especially these European games. Uh, I thought he was excellent last night. I know, like you say, he's put against nothing really, but I thought he was excellent. Um, I don't think I don't think the Ayer decision was a one. I think it's just Neil Lennon has to have an insurance policy because he's only got two real centre halves just now. Um yeah. There's a lot of talk about having um, interested in clubs across Europe, so you don't know what's going to happen there. So he had to give Beaton on game time. He's going to be the kind of backup centre-back just now until one other comes in. Are
1: so you he's suggesting really... he's going to sell Ayer? No, no, but you, know. you never know, Chris. Well, you, you never know. But he would have to bring two in then, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You don't so think Ayer's ready, do you, Chris? No, I don't. He's I don't, I, I, nowhere near ready. Um, I, I think he's developed nicely. I think um, he's good when he's coming out with the ball from the back. I think he's very composed when he's stepping in. But I think actually defensively, uh, I think that, uh, that that there'll be players who relish playing against him. <clears throat> I think as we saw in European competition, um, especially last season, he gets too tight too early at times and you can roll him. He goes to ground too early and I think he can have another year or two developing at Celtic. I don't, I mean, I've seen sort of figures of 50 million Bandied around, I really you know that 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 is absolutely pie in the sky. He's a good player, but he is developing and he still needs a lot of work to do and it, you know he's better off staying at Celtic for another season at least to 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 develop and uh, and then maybe maybe he'll move on but the but the center half area at you know this moment in time. Is a is a worrying area for Celtic. I think Neil's talked about um, uh, Julian being a, a, a slow starter, but you know Celtic can't afford slow starts and to switch off, especially in these Champions League you know, qualifying games. So that's an area where you know Celtic have really got to got to knuckle down and, uh, and 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 be concentrated with these games coming up.
0: Michael, one hour for the captain Scott Brown, and then taken off, put back into the bubble wrap and some game time for Olivier and Cham would you think that would be something that would happen more and more this season Um, or do you even think there may be a situation with the the sheer volume of games and and the regularity in which they will come that there will be more games that Scott Brown does not start this season or do you think he will be if always there but Neil Lennon will just try and get him off if
2: games are won as was the case on Tuesday I, I think I think Scott Brown still remains one of the first names in the team sheet for Celtic. I think he's such a, a, an important personality and player in that team. But Scott turned thirty-five in June, so at some point we keep having every, every year for the last three or four years. I've said this, this is the season when Scott Brown starts to wind down, and plays less games, and then he plays fifty games. So who knows? Because Scott Brown seems to defy kind of logic sometimes. But I thought I thought the cameo from from Cham was, was excellent last night. I thought he. he, he the game had died his death, a die of death and he came on and I think he actually kind of energised it again and brought a, a second kind of wave of intensity he got the late goals I thought he was brilliant and terms a guy I think I don't, he's a frustrating kind of character he's got everything to make him a, a really top player it's the odd bad game here and there but I think he could do it a run of games but then where do you fit him in Is he, I mean, Brown and, and McGregor are, are nailed those down those kind of roles um, I think he's he's better slightly deeper, so I don't think he's gonna take I don't think I think Christie and, and, and Rogich when he gets fully fit as well, ahead of him in that can kind of area. He played so, him I, as a ten though, Mick, didn't I he? I know, but I think I think I like him slightly deeper. Mm. Um, uh, I like him as a as an eight or a six. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know, I just think I think
0: he's
2: I think he's he's, he's a lot he's, of supporters
0: like him as a twelve.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's strong he's, he's, he's great on the ball he's, he can pick a pass he can score a goal likes like likes like a kind of rose head um, effort from 30 yards right enough now and again um, so but yeah you take, take that off of the smooth but, um, I
1: think he's got a problem with him hasn't he um, yeah and, and, and a nice problem and I think that uh, Neil has to keep Uncham happy because I think he would be a massive massive loss if he was to leave no. It's a
0: very tricky situation, Chris, isn't yeah,
1: it? Because to speak to Olivier
0: you... and Cham, he has to say to him, "You're going to get game time," but then yes. he's not going to turn around and say, "You're going to start in place of Scott Brown."
1: So it's um, going to be a tough one. And I think you nailed it there when you said that he has to get game time. And uh, but it's it's a balancing act, which you know I do think can be done. I think he's such an important player. And I think Neil should be giving him should be thinking about giving him more game time, and the, you know um, Mick mentioned the other names McGregor and, and Christie in there, and Scott Brown. Yeah, of course, good players. And at this moment in time, they're the they're the first names in the area on the team sheet. But for Celtic to compete on all fronts this season, they will need to rotate. And, uh, and I think Cham is, is more than a good replacement, I think he's, a, he's an outstanding player and if Celtic lost him now, I think that would be a huge huge mistake on their part but, and Cham will be saying to Neil Lennon, well you want me to stay, you're going to have to give me more minutes than you're, than you're giving me it's a, it's a sort of nice headache but it would be a huge mistake to lose Nsham
0: You like that modern phrase, game time don't you Chris?
1: You that a lot <laughs> I think You're we used being... to call it I think we used to call it game time 30 years ago <laughs>
0: Talking of game time the next game time for Celtic in the Scottish Premiership is Saturday night at Tannadice Rangers slipped up at Livingston last weekend which negated the artificial pitch draw that Celtic had at up the weekend previous to that so in terms of the league title race and, and, and points which have been dropped to both of the all-farm teams are now back on a level playing field. Michael, Dundee United have started the season reasonably well under Mickey Mellon. A um, couple of good wins already uh, on the road. What would you expect from the game on Saturday?
2: I think it'd be pretty tricky. I think it'd be a, um, a difficult one for, for Celtic. I think United have, have, have looked really well organised. Um, pretty pretty good defensively so far this season. Um I think I think. Um, I came in and he's what he's doing up there. Um, they've got some guys, The guys in that team That are, are tied and tested. They're not maybe not, not flashy, but they know what they're doing. Um, so I think it will be a pretty tricky game. I think it, I think it's one of those ones that longer it goes on, can become harder as it goes on. They don't get an early, early go, obviously, say with the nerves and and make it pretty straightforward. But I think I think it could be a, a test. I think they're going to be all right this season. I think they're going to be pushing up towards the top six. So but it's, it's a tricky game. Um, they need to be on their metal that's what I think
0: Chris, Mickey Mellon's built up a reputation from his time in England has been supremely well organised very good tactically Um, he will no doubt have Dundee United well drilled and probably took some notes from the Celtic game at Rugby Park on the best way to try and frustrate Celtic and keep
1: them in would you expect Dundee United to try and be tight on Saturday? Yeah but he can't can't, uh, get a plastic pitch laid Kenny, uh, and is that the, is that the thing, Chris? Because Rangers,
0: um, excuse me, Celtic can play at a, a faster, a faster speed, a faster pace. Yeah. They don't
1: get bogged down. Yeah, I think so. And uh, look, because I, I was going I to think, say,
0: like Rangers suffered with that at Livingston as well. Yeah, as I well don't as
1: Celtic, what, did yeah. It, it Come on, I hate plastic pitches, and uh, you know, naturally, it's and people can say, well, they're the same for both sides. Of course they are, but it doesn't help the likes of, of Celtic and Rangers who you know like to get the ball down and and have pace with their passing, um, you know, they're a terrible, terrible watch. I've never seen a good game on a plastic pitch. Never, ever seen a good game of football on a plastic pitch. And we know, you know, why the likes of Livingston and Kilmarnock don't water them against Celtic and Rangers. Why should they, in many respects? But it doesn't make a very good spectacle, does it? I think it's did you play on Lytton's plastic pitch in 1974? <laughs> uh, do you know? Do you know? What? Do you know? What I did. I did. And they they were even worse then because the, the they were. I mean, you couldn't actually play football on them. The ball had just run out of play, and if you fell over, you get third degree burns, which I did on my like really bad burns on elbows and knees. It was horrific. I just, I'm just not a big fan of them now. I think that they stifle football. I understand why the clubs. Have them, and you know they can generate uh, bring money into the football clubs. But you know, we we have to say it; they're not good for the look of the Scottish Premiership at all. They Just don't really buy into the aren't. theory;
0: they should be wrapped up, Chris.
1: Yes, I do. Scotland's top I'd, flight. I do. I, I I really do. Um Because you know, top. You were talking about top flight football here, and I don't know whether you guys agree with me, but and you've seen far more football up there than than I have but when have you ever seen a, a come away from a game on a plastic pitch and thought wow that was something special it's, it's not the same you want to get a plastic wicket and cricket would you Chris well you do get um, you do get the all weather wickets but not not serious cricket isn't played on them
2: <laughs> Michael would you would you agree with Chris on know that, that. Oh, I I'm, I'm no fan of these these pitches either. I mean I must admit I totally agree with Chris. They're not for me. Um I think and also I am not sure I've not, not got notes in front of me, but the, the pitches, these pitches seem to be smaller as well. I don't know if it's Achille and and Livingston and Hamilton have got smaller pitches as well, which is another problem. It's small a small plastic pitch is just the games forget about it, forget about playing football on it. Uh it's just a slog fest for the ninety minutes um, to try to get through it. But no, I don't. I don't fancy them at all. The they're, they're one step up from the old Red Blaze pitches we had in Glasgow. Sorry, the castle. not know about. Which no, was? Um, it... if you think Luton's pitch was bad, Chris? These things were outlawed by the UN. <laughs> we grew up in Scotland. Yeah. It was. Um, it was. It was concrete ground and kind of dust in um, parks in Glasgow. My God, i take a sheet of skin off you the first time. I you used to
0: play. It. I used to play in a park in in uh, in, in Blantyre that was black ash.
2: Oh yeah, 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 black
0: ash.
1: Wow. Black ash. And
0: black, oh, I ash. and black ash and broken glass.
1: Right. We, just had, <laughs> we just had we just had we just had village greens down here where we used yeah. to wild Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Different world. Yeah. Dress different world. Just different world. <laughs> um,
0: the main streets but, but,
1: <laughs> just, just the main on the streets are Norfolk. It's just <laughs> on the plastic pictures, it's OK for guys of your age to have a waddle around on a Tuesday and Thursday night and lose a couple of pounds. Thanks for but, that. You know, we, we're not <laughs> not, not top-flight like football. Come on. Are you I, funny? I, you know, I, Are you I, funny?
2: I feel like <laughs> I could lose a few pounds, Swanee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you think you play a game that lasted for two weeks, Max. <laughs> <laughs> um, on a serious note, and this is always serious, this podcast.
1: Um, will Celtic get the job done at Tanadays on Saturday, lads? I, I expect so. Um, this is, the grind is on now with the games. You know, we know what's happened with That's That's that, that that's gone now. But Celtic are going to go through such a, uh, an intense spell now. The game's coming thick and fast and they've got to, to really be focused, which is why I do think that uh, the Neil Lennon will be, rotating the squad at times you expect Frimpong to come back in. I to come back in at the weekend and to, to keep his, his real big guns, the likes of Edward, the likes of, uh, of Julian really fit and fresh. And, and that's going to be a, a difficult balance because of, you know, you're going to get some, nobody knows what's going to happen. If Celtic get through the, the next qualifying round, which is not a gimme as this first one was, and then, you know they could get some really difficult teams in the final two rounds. So it's important that the that the, the the key men, the star men, are are fit and ready to go for those games. Because the final rounds, if Celtic get that, are that's two legs, isn't it? Yes. Three yes. We'll play
2: of round, legs yeah, three rounds, single legs, and the,
1: and the yeah. final one. And of course, we don't know whether Celtic are home or or away in the in the third qualifying round yet. As far as I'm aware.
0: No, Michael's told us that the told us on the podcast
2: last week that Celtic will be at home in the top. No, no, it, dep- it depends. It depends. on what country's involved. It's the, the, the 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 fix will be in depending on the countries involved. Mm. <laughs> Michael, uh, Celtic victory at Talladiz? I think so. I think it's important. I think I think Neil M squad. I think there's two, or three games um, to to international break, two domestic games, and um, United then then tomorrow at Celtic Park. I think it's... Um, I think the will need these two wins. Uh, I don't think you'll see much of the kind of um, of a jetty in these guys until after the international break. Maybe there'll be a cameo here and there. Um, but it's I a yeti. it's important. A yeti, sorry. Sorry, uh, yes.
0: should have um, asked you boys about him on, on uh, uh, Tuesday night. We didn't see an awful lot too early to tell.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why Aye. we didn't talk about but it. But you can't... I mean, you know... If you, what did he come on for? Twenty minutes. We can't. We can't actually judge him on that twenty minutes. Did he look sharp? No. Is it difficult to, to come on? Has he played a lot of football? No. So let's just give him time. Yeah, it's just a case against
2: getting some yeah, game time a, case, guy, wasn't it? Game time. This is a guy. This is a guy who's lying on the beach in Sardinia two, um, two weeks ago, a week ago. Yeah, but this time, after international break, we'll see him. I think.
0: Well you won't have to wait that long to hear Michael and Chris again because they'll be back next week to discuss everything oh. that happened at Tannadice and next week's European tie will also be discussed as Celtic attempt to get to the third qualifying round, which Michael has informed us due to UEFA will be at home.
1: Thanks for listening. Chris Michael, Thank thanks you. for your time. I don't want hear I don't want to hear any of that modern shit next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I think
0: it has been well and truly or beaten crack out of us, Chris. Or cricket. Or cricket. Or We'll pick something else to talk about next week. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much for your time. Oh, good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Good luck.